Welcome back, everybody, to the Page Universe podcast. Uh, it's episode two. My name is, of course, the Wesertron, and I'm joined by probably the most friendly Irishman on the planet. It is, of course, the Midnight Kid. Uh, Barry, how are, you, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. We're all friendly, though. All the Irish are friendly. Well, yeah, well, it, it comes with the territory. It's yeah. part of the course. Yeah? It's kind of our stereotype, <laughs> really, isn't it? Well, well, drunk, drunk is the stereotype. <laughs> I've you, I've, well, I've never heard you unhappy, so that, I suppose that's a that's a bonus for for anybody in connection with Pitch Universe, I suppose. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> by the time you're probably hearing this, uh, everybody, uh, I think the first episode will have probably no doubt have dropped. Um, obviously, in in today's episode, we'll probably be going over a couple of things that we didn't get a chance to elaborate on last time. Um, but I, I'm going to kick us off with with an opening question, which is geared from a little bit of a thing that we'll be talking about later in the episode. Um, Barry, first of all, uh, your most iconic opening to a Pro Evolution soccer game. Jeez, you put me on the spot straight away. Not even uh, not even a bit uh, of like introduction, really, or anything. No, just straight in. Straight straight out of the gate. No mm, messing. I'm rummy. We, we, we go straight in. We go straight in. God, I don't actually know what you're going to say, so I'm going to just be pretty much blunt and say has to be Pez 2. We will rock you. It has to be. It's my favourite ever intro to any sports game. And I think with doing the classic corner and stuff, I've been revisiting all the classic intros. Mm-hmm. And it's just been... I've watched them all. I've seen them all. I've spliced them all together, everything. And I just think that one is always... And it's not even about the music. It's just about the gameplay as well. So mm-hmm. the actual introduction of the players, ah, it's pretty epic, man. That was the that was that was it. That was Pez right there, right then. I knew I was in love. It's my first love. <laughs> Your first love was yeah, we rock definitely. Freddie Mercury and Queen. Well, oh. uh, I was gonna say for for me, uh, granted, Pez Two has a, a lot of very good memories for me. Uh, not to mention that intro. I remember very vividly my brother being uh, away on holiday. My, my oldest brother and me being sat down on the phone to him as the intro kicks in my brother cranks up the tv to 100 and blasts the speakers <laughs> out and it was glorious however though my kind of i would say modern indie head will will take your pez 2 and raise you uh to of course the iconic pez 5 with kasabian and a bit of club foot yeah that was very epic much, as well very much as soon as that kicks in and as soon as you see it come to life it's ah oh, it, that was the it, first it, game it, actually it, as well that you had that was Pez 5 was Henri and Terry on uh, the box wasn't it Henri and Terry on the yeah. box Chelsea and Arsenal were licensed it was the it was the burgundy it was the or the burgundy kind of uh, kit and it was the uh, iconic the Henri's signature stare across at John Terry I'll never forget that box my eyes yeah. are closed now I'm back I'm about <laughs> 13 14 years of age oh I had my whole life ahead of me and where, uh, where did it all go wrong? But well, I was going to say, you, I was going to say, where did it all go wrong? Well, where we where we led off from last time, I believe, I believe you were making the point uh, in episode one. If you haven't listened to it already, guys, like I said, I'm sure it'll be on the website and iTunes and anywhere that is reputable for getting a podcast. Um, you were making the point in regards to Konami's kind of leap from uh, kind of, I think you were talking around about PES 2014 onwards. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the progression they've made, in terms of incorporating my club and, and things of like that. So if you want to just go, go back over that point for those who have not listened to episode one. Yeah, well, in episode one, I briefly touched on, on this and we and you both decided that it was probably worth its own slot, its own debate. And we could explore it a bit better. And obviously you could have your input and stuff instead of me making just one blanket statement and just kind of leaving it hang there. So I pretty much said that I thought Konami have done a good job 
with what they have put their focus on in the last couple of years. So if you roll it back maybe 10, 10 years ago, you're talking about Pro Evolution Soccer as a series. It was Master League-centric. It was offline-centric. Like, you were buying Pez to play with your buddies, to play local co-op, to play multiplayer tournaments amongst yourselves, to play Master League and to have that experience. And I think Konami set their focus and put their kind of mind to saying, okay, well, look, we need to reinvent Pez to the point where we can get people and bring new people along, get new fans year on year. And they decided to do that with Master League Online, which to this day is still fondly remembered by a lot of Pez fans. It's obviously one of my favorite game modes in a sports game ever. I thought it was unbelievable. And I still do to this day. But they reinvented Pez from an, you know, an offline Master League-centric game, transitioned into a Master League Online, which completely took over the landscape of Pez and drove it on in the direction of what we have now, which is my club. And like it or dislike it, or agree or disagree with some of the directions that they've gone with, with my club compared to Master League Online, or even compared to Master League, you can't, you can't say that Konami have failed by putting their focus on an online aspect of the game because it has you know it has been really successful from the for them and the people that they would have lost that were always master league players and that have grown you know tired with the online side of the game and um they've you know Konami have reinvented it so much that they've brought on a whole new fan base so people that would have never played master league and pez back years and years ago would have tried Master League Online. Those people that didn't like Master League Online or love Master League Online were always going to try my club. And my club set out with a sole intention of keeping people logging into the game, keeping people playing the game daily, daily rewards, daily login bonuses, you know, getting eyes on the game concurrently, getting concurrent players playing it all the time. All successful online games have that now. And yeah, like while it's true that somebody logging in to play 20 games of Pez or somebody logging in to just get their free coins and have a spin or two like the stats are the same that two people are logging in to play the game but the stories of those two people are completely different and that is something that Konami continuously need to look at going forward in the future of my club or whatever they decide to do with the online side of things where it's like okay we've got somebody logging in here we want to give them something. We want to give them a daily challenge. We want to give them a weekly challenge. Let's make it that, you know, the top striker, if they score a hat-trick with their, their top striker, their in-form striker, his form is going to be brilliant for the next three games and he's also going to get a 5,000 GP, you know, cash bonus for scoring three goals in that game. Or you're coming up against a top-ranked player and you keep a clean sheet and you get 10,000 GP, you know, extra on top of what you do if you win the match. Then you have to have a look at the other side of it where it's like, okay, I'm a thousand rated player and I lose one game and I win 20 games and I'm no better off because I've lost that one game to somebody and lost whatever amount of points. And that is something that they continuously need to look at going forward and stuff. But this point, I suppose, just to just to cut it here because I've been talking for about three minutes solid and I'll let you in, Wes, because I want to hear your thoughts, obviously, um, is that you know the focus of what Konami have set out to do I think has been successful. Now it's just about you know broad broadening it out, expanding it, and using what's worked and going with that. Whatever hasn't worked, either drop it or expand it and reinvent it again. And yeah, that's pretty much it, man. So I'll let you in there before I completely take over again. But yeah, I mean, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I think I think in terms of my club or as a, as a game mode, I think they they are in the right direction in terms of the type of game mode they want it to be. That that much we we can probably say, yeah, that's where they want it to be. Um, 
I think there's people out there that would question the type of microtransaction, that that type of way that they've gone. Granted, mm. it's earned them a lot of money, as we've, we've seen from press articles and things of that nature, yeah. that they've made quite a bit of money. Um, you know, So, you know, fair play to them. They, they've gone in that direction. But I think the, the, the kind of worry for most gamers is they don't want it to go too far down that path. Mm. It's like, okay, well, you know, for example, you've seen it with Fortnite, you've seen it with um, uh, Apex Legends, things like that. You know, you'll get a battle pass and it, it won't necessarily be a, uh, it won't, it'll be cosmetic things. It won't be, it won't be you've got to, you know, you've got to spend money to get a brand new gun or you've got to get a hyper powered gun or, or whatever. Instead, it's like, no, actually, you can get like a funny hat or you can get like, you know, brand new costumes or, mm. or you know, you can earn more rewards. And I think that's where people, kind of a little bit worried i think at the moment because if they konami continue to go down that road i think you could alienate a lot of people because the game very much will go to to a kind of a play to win mentality mm. and i think i think we're already kind of at that precipice with the the kind of the featured players uh and the, you know kind of you know the aspects of legends and, and and these different things i think we're at that stage now where people are going down that avenue and i think players will worried i think i think there i think i summed it up probably best is that it almost feels as though there is no casual market there's no casual game of pairs anymore i think i mentioned that in the last part yeah. but there's there's no there's no casual element anymore so i think i think people are generally quite worried i think if like you said they've done well to pick up a new fan base um in terms of pick up kind of players that wouldn't necessarily try my club um but to take it back to what you said about MLO, that those players that they've picked up have probably never even heard of Master League Online mm. and have probably never even experienced it. Whereas, obviously, you know, your seasoned veterans of the game will come. Master League Online was a, a brilliant game mode to have. Mm. Um, you know, and, and who knows, if they were to bring a Master League Online and it might re- revitalise Master League as a whole anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it just depends on what route they want to go in. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. I suppose what I was trying to get at in in the last episode was, I suppose basically just kind of thinking along the lines of Konami set out to create content every week. They couldn't really do that with Master League Online with the way that they had it set up. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we were to go back to pre my club times when we had no legends, we had no. I don't think a lot of people with a gun to their head would actually say, look, scrap my club, scrap the featured players, scrap the legends, scrap all of that stuff, and give us back just normal basic MLO. I think that you'd find a bigger divide between people who would want MLO back and who wouldn't want MLO back than, say, maybe two two years ago when MLO, or when my club first came in, or three years ago when it first came in, or Mm -hmm. whatever, before it Mm -hmm. had time to establish itself. And obviously... Obviously, I'm not saying that my club is the is this golden mode that needs to be praised because there's you know there's a serious amount of stuff that needs to change in it in order for it to to be a proper mode that you can sink a lot of time in and not feel you know get a bit of reward out of it, not just winning games as your yeah. only reward or collecting GP so you can spin for players who don't really improve your team once you yeah. have a couple of beastly players. So. <laughs> yeah. um, I do think that they have done well to get that new fan base to come in. And as you Mm -hmm. said, now is the time to push that to the next level and just really say, look, we know what my club is. We know what it wanted. We know what we want it to be. And we need to bring these new fans with us, but we also need to concentrate on getting our old fans back with adding content and making it more accessible rather than just 
yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's not it's not paid to win. I think if people were going to say if MyClub is paid to win, I mean, you could argue it that if somebody downloads the free version of the Pez Lite and they get it for free and they're pumping in 50 quid, would you class that as pay to win? Like if they're getting beastly players... It's kind of a hard. It's uh, a hard one to. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose it depends on on the metric in in how you're measuring it. In terms of if you've got somebody that'll sit there and go, actually, I've spent, you know, I spent two and a half thousand pounds on my team, and look at it now. It's full <laughs> of, it's full of legends and everything else. You know that that you know that is obviously paid to win, in my opinion. Mm. But I think I think people are more worried, or I think the more the worry, the general worry is, is that it's moving closer to that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think obviously when we talk about my club, the the obvious thing that comes up is white benching. Uh, if, if for for those who have layman's terms, that's putting white ball players on your bench to bring down your team strength to play at a weaker yeah. level. Um, for 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 us, I think the main worry is that if you're play to win or you're paid to win, then that avenue becomes even more accessible because you're like oh, okay well I'll, I'll go ahead and get an Mbappe or Ronaldo and whoever else and I'll go and put white ball players on my bench and that's how I'll kind of cheat the game almost to win um, but yeah I think I think in terms of from a content standpoint I think we just want more of it and I think one com- one competition a week or one set of feature players a week or just you know give us different avenues to go and get them give us a legend challenge every week give us a yeah you, know, you can go and get a gold ball or a black ball from yeah. beating, the, beating the legend team you know or something of that ilk just give us something different um just to jump on to kind of a, a an, another point I'd, I'd kind of like to bring up what's your opinion on on the on the use of the licenses that that pez has i know obviously there was a lot of work put into pez 2019 to get basically from what i could see every license they league that they could get their hands yeah, on they could possibly that, get, yeah. that they could kind of get so again brilliant work from konami there to get that because you know they're doing as much as they can with what they can do. Exactly. Yeah. But what in terms of the use of their licenses, though, how do, how do you see that their use of licenses has kind of come about, or well, or, how, or what's your opinion on how they are using them? Well, everything ties back, I suppose, to my club again, because that is the focus, and I think the partner clubs and stuff is something that they definitely need to they need to push and promote a little bit better. I mean, we've had multiple repeats of agents we've had multiple different campaigns or multiple similar campaigns celtic and uh-huh. rangers were i don't know was it two weeks ago or last week or whatever it was with the with with the featured players um and that's something that i think that a little bit of planning into the future could go a long way rather than seeming to be just tacking on week by week what legend and or what or what feature players that they're going to have if they had a dedicated plan where they say, look, we're going to have, you know, this week here where we're going to make, you know, 10 challenges available that's going to use our partner club Celtic and are going to be specific challenges to Celtic and Rangers past or their, you know, um, accomplishments before or winning trophies or whatever. There's a lot that they could do with it. So I suppose to answer your question, a lot done, but a lot more to do. It does tie back to, with MLO, I think before as well, I think the direction that they've gone with going the licensing route, going to featured players and stuff, mm-hmm. I would argue, and this is slightly away from your point, but I would argue that they've made this year, I think they've made the featured players that are like week by week, that aren't even the partner clubs sometimes, like just the random like player of the weeks or whatever. I think they've yeah. made them too powerful and too OP 
out yeah. of the out of the gate rather than having somebody like Salah or somebody like you know that's an actual proper partner with like proper scanned face everything like make a big deal out of those guys make them absolutely beasts instead of mm-hmm. having somebody that is just like you know has one or two good matches a month and then they're like 96 overall Zayach yeah. <coughs> Zayach or whatever yeah. I know he's a beast and that's it's going yeah, to annoy people yeah he's, he's, not, he's not come up to be a beast you I know. think uh I think I think for me the point the point regarding featured uh, featured players and I'll, I'll I'll go back to my my point in just a second but I think the the point I'd make about the featured players is is that having those there and having those highly powered players having them also be able to be leveled I think if I was in charge I'd just go okay you've got a ninety six Ziek yeah then just go yeah that's his cap that's it you can't develop him because he's a featured player mm. I don't like the fact that you can develop featured players but the main damage it's done it's took away the the gloss and the sheen off of legends mm. legends mm. used to be and again I'll, I'll, you know through 2016 2017 2018 they were sought after they were they were you know um they were they were they were treasured whereas now you can get like a batistuta or you can get uh, an adriano and everyone just kind of goes eh but they're not geo simeone mm. and it's like or they're not duvanza they're not a Bamiyang or they're not Duvin Zapata. You know, they'll go, oh, yeah, okay. Mm. Well, that's, 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 that, that, that's great, you know, because it, it has, it's diminished those legends. So every time there's a legend out, so everyone just goes, okay, great. Well, what are they going to be rated? Oh, they're rated lower than the featureds. Ah, not going to use them. Mm. Yeah, a novelty act as opposed to being, you know, I was at the playtest down at Windsor and um, playing with them down at Windsor. It was, they were, they were the main attraction. Mm. As soon as they were like, yeah, actually, we've got the Legends team. You can play with a full Legends team. That was the main attraction down there. Everyone was like, yeah, we want to go and play with them. Mm. Um, but to go to my point for, for licenses, and again, I've been playing, you know, it's no secret over social media. I've been playing a lot of FIFA um, lately. Blasphemy. Um, no, you can't, be on a, <laughs> you can't be on a Pez podcast and talk about FIFA. But the, the thing that jars me um, in terms of licensing, and I know, like you said, we don't know the legalities, we don't know the legal side of things. But the jarring thing from going from PES to FIFA is their use of those licenses. So, yeah. for example, you with PES, they have, and shout out to our Rusky listeners or our Rusky followers. So, shout out to our Russians, right? They have the Russian Premier League. Mm. It's exclusive. It's not any, it, you know, it's 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 nowhere else. The problem I see is that actually there's not even a licensed stadium that's yeah. Russia. Yeah. You know, you've not got um, the, oh, where's the, you know, you haven't got Moscow State, you know, Spartak Moscow Stadium. Mm. You haven't got, um, you know, you haven't got anything to, anything to really set them aside and go, actually, yeah, the Russian league's in pairs because there's no, there's no name plates. There's yeah. no, you know, there's no, uh, you know, look at the scoreboards and yeah. things. I know, it's just I know they're small touches. But in terms of immersion, everything's the exact mm. same. Mm. You know, even when you and and this is a big thing for me, which I've noticed, and I'll, I'll get your opinion on it in a sec. The atmosphere in games, you know, barring a couple of the licensed clubs, you just hear the same crowd noises. Yeah. Whereas, for example, and again on FIFA, for example, you not only do you hear kind of real world chance, which you do in pairs, you do hear a couple. You've got you know. But, you know, the LA, 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 you know, you've got a couple of songs here and there that you do hear. But in terms of if you grab the ball in midfield and in FIFA and you are a one all, you suddenly hear this massive roar from the crowd as, as, as you would at any normal football game. Mm. You'd hear like, Rah! like, as in like everyone's like trying to G, G the team forward. Mm. 
and instead it there just seems to be there seems to be more that I feel that they could do in terms of an immersion side of things. Like when I'm streaming, people will turn around and go, oh, this feels like, you know, this feels like real football. And it's like, well, yeah, but there are things that they can still do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I just think that they could use those licenses more to make that immersion that little bit more. I know people hated the colour scheme of PES 2018, the neon colours. I know everybody hated that. Yeah. However, I bet you anybody now, they're looking back on it going, Jesus, we could actually have done with that mm. because looking at it now, I know they're trying to maybe align to the mobile game, but you you at least had something to differentiate. Yeah. It was right, it was garish, but at least it had some color, at least it had some vibrancy. Instead, now we're kind of in the land of grey, beige, and black, mm. and it's and that's you know, what like I'm not not jumping in there, but just it's a good it's a good point to make. That's that's why feedback is so important because. That was that was a hot topic of the new design, and it was like, well, look, if people are going to like it, this is the style we're going to go with for the next couple of years. If not, we're mm-hmm. going to scrap it and go back to the normal tones and back to a different, you know, to the same kind of generic stuff. So well, maybe Konami feel like they've tried that before, and it's not been well received enough by yeah, people. Maybe. And it's kind of you're always going to get in this in this community as with any community. It's not just Pez, and Pez gets a gets the same rap as every other community does it's just when you're in a community you always see things more clearly but konami have tried a lot of stuff and they pick and choose sometimes it seems very random what they pick and choose to update um like and it's just kind of a thing where if they are going to be stockpiling these licenses which we which we hope that they do and continue to grow the game globally and attract new people in and stuff like the Scottish League and stuff was a big addition for a lot of people that might not have played Pez before um, and the Rangers and, and Celtic editions of the game went down really well as well if they are going to do that I definitely do agree with you in terms of the presentation but the presentation has been sorely lacking in Pez for a long time and I think that no. anything that they've tried to do differently has been met with some people like it. Some people don't like it. Like some people, I remember when when they changed the uh, when they changed the form arrow colors. Like you know, there was uproar yes. from some people, and it's like like you know what I mean. Like who, like just I'm as old school Pez as possible as possible could be. Like and it's like just you know what I mean. It's just form just arrows. Go, like I just know go it's, with it. Yeah. I know it's like I know it's not Pez, and it's not defined as this is Pez, and it's getting you know maybe a bit too flashy and stuff. But it's like. Okay, like we could give feedback for something more. There's more important things to actually feedback. Similarly with the menus. I mean, back in PES 2013 and 14, they tried to make them a little bit more dynamic and make them pop a little bit more. Have your featured player, you could pick your favorite team or whatever you wanted to to feature on your main screen and have the transitions go from screen to screen. And people didn't like that either. And now people are looking back and saying, oh yeah, PES 2013 had the best menus. And it's kind of like, make up your mind as to what you want to do. Hindsight is not good now because Konami have already scrapped that and they've moved in a different direction. I do think that the presentation needs work. I don't think it's fair to just say, oh yeah, well they tried stuff before and people didn't like it, so now they have a free pass. I definitely think they do need to showcase the actual licenses that they do have and really make it a big thing. Like, make it a big celebration that they have got the Scottish League by regularly reminding every gamer that turns on the game that they have it. And the only yeah. way you're going to do that is put stuff, you know, at the forefront of 
shoving it down not shoving it in people's face but highlighting it nicely because I think that was because obviously that was a major talking point this this year was the the kind of use of the use of the the kind of the images of Ibrox and uh, the images of Celtic Park in the promo mm. stuff. In other words, kind of saying, "Yeah, it'll be here at some stage," and then we don't get it. I think it was until DP four, was it? Yeah, was it DP? DP four, I think. Yeah. So do you, you're waiting kind of <laughs> six months until you've got that. So, for example, if you are looking to play in the SPL. You know, just say for example they're all fully licensed. We go, oh great! So you're going to get every stadium in the game. You would still have to wait six months to to potentially do that. I I don't necessarily agree with that as a as a marketing tool. Yeah, I, I think it's great if you were to turn around and go, hey, actually they're fully licensed. We and then to use, I don't know, maybe just say there might there might be more content in the future. Yeah. And then and then drop it unannounced. Drop yeah. it, drop it the same way they drop Maradona being included as a legend. Mm. You know, dro- drop it or completely unannounced where you boot it up on DP five and you go, oh, oh Jesus, they've got um, they've got Celtic Park, they've got the you know, uh, just for example, if they get you know Bayern Munich back, they go, oh bloody hell, you've got the Alliance. Yeah. Oh, you know that that would be something of a a way to kind of do it because you know that your hardcores you know your your hardcore fans are always going to buy this game week in week or sorry year in year out you know they are yeah. but to catch the attention of of new customers because that's what people are yeah. you have to be able to go right here's what we've got and and just be upfront about it don't don't say oh actually it's going to come but it's going to come at another another stage where we can't really specify when it's going to come yeah. just go do you know what it's going to be in but it's going to be in in march you might have a fraud for the start, but at least people know where it's coming rather than going every single data pack update. All I saw on Twitter was, well, when's Ibrox coming? Yeah. When's Celtic it was, it was It was starting to it become a kind of a, an, it easy, was a like, an easy tool of just saying, like, this is a joke, and it was like an yeah. easy thing where it was like, well, I have a right to complain here because they did, even though it was never specifically said it wasn't like they said it's going to be out january 1st blah 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 and then they missed the deadline and there was no explanation they never actually it was just an open-ended it's going to come eventually yeah so details soon and it's it's that that to an end consumer is not good enough i think what really what really kind of summed up for me this year the kind of disconnect between using what you have and i suppose leaning on the the legacy of pez and what it meant to people is adriano and I think I'll make this short, but I think it's a good point to have is that like there is a slight disconnect with what worked in the past for Pez and what's kind of the direction that they're going now. And I, I think that they're I think they are writing it. I think that there's a lot of people involved that love the game, that love Pez, that oh, love yeah. love the series. Like there's so, so super passionate about it. And I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of these guys and have mm-hmm. conversations with them and they're just literally like their whole life is Pez um, but the whole Adriano like being released this year as a legend that could have been that had potential to trend on Twitter like that was I know it was it was popular and stuff but I think that kind of Adriano released and it was a bit kind of like I won't say it was disappointing but I think it could have been such a massive thing because he's been he's so iconic to the Pez series like his, yeah, his part, 99 shot power you know, it would have been so cool to have a challenge specifically featured around Adriano that you could actually yeah. unlock him so that everyone could have it. Because he's not actually that OP in the game. He's not, no. you know, he's not a Cristiano Ronaldo. He's not somebody that's going to score a goal Ten. or two a game because he his stats are actually pretty pretty poor his compared stamina, to... 
his stamina gets highlighted a lot as a as a as an issue. Yeah. But I suppose he was never he was never really known for his fitness in in no, um, definitely not. In, but I think yeah, I think I think hooking on to to kind of people's nostalgia is yeah. a great idea. And yeah, I mean, like you said, that I I wouldn't necessarily say it was disappointing. I'd say it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. They did okay with it. They could have done better, which. Mm. Unfortunately, seems to be a kind of a trend that that tends to follow Pez at the moment. Is, is that okay? You've done okay, but you could have done more. Yeah. And I think that's where your you know your end user is kind of getting, you know, oh, okay. Well, what you know, here's here's what they could do. For example, again, looking over the fence at EA, you know, like, like you mentioned earlier, you know, if you were to go in and play three games, you know, you you know, and and or in the Russian league, and you get re- rewarded for it. Same kind of thing happens in. In, in in FIFA, you've got daily reward, you've got daily objectives, weekly objectives. You have you know something that you're always trying to get. So you, you, it might be oh, use a player in the French league. Oh, you might get a small bonus or you might get a big bonus. It depends mm. on depends on your luck, I suppose. You know, and that sh- that that would be something pretty good to have as a as an ongoing reward system maybe in pez going forward i know we we even mentioned that in the in the in the first in the first podcast about about replay, replayability and you know trying to keep people coming back for more mm. you know it's it's, it's it, there has to i mean they have to strike a balance of course between where they where where they uh, where konami want the game to go and where the community are happy with it and it's it they just need to find a balance and then, no, like, think... on the flip side of that, then, is, like, are we kind of, are we kind of a little bit, I don't know, are we too used to a good thing now? Because a couple of years ago, the thought of Adriano being back in a Pez game, like, looking really good, graphics, 4K, you know, like, that would have been something that would have got most of us drooling and now it's kind of like yeah he's just another legend because we're so used to over the last couple of seasons in Pez we're so used to having these legends to play with online is it kind of a thing where we're getting to the stage now where there's so many there's just so many things coming out at us yeah it's kind of hard do you know what I'm saying I think if he'd have dropped last year there would have been far more fanfare yeah I think because of this year and because of the, the feature players, which we constantly go back to as a, mm. as a root cause, I think because of them, or and it's not it's, it's not the actual players who've actually played well during the week's fall, but because of them, that has diminished the legends to a point where they're almost an afterthought. Yeah, you know, I've got uh, in terms of my legends, I've got Salas, I've got Zamorano, I've got Hullet, and I've got Maradona, and I've got Beckham, old and new, but yeah. There's only one, maybe two of those that are viable in any team that I play in. Mm. And that shouldn't be the case. It no. should be a case of, oh, do you know what? I can slot in an Alessandro Del Piero. I'd be fine. You know, I think they were worried about making, because the feature players, Konami have a habit of doing that. And it's not a bad thing, I suppose, but it's just about tweaking and learning. They have gone through stages of making the legend players absolutely like OP to the point where they're like unstoppable. And then they'll degrade them a little bit. And I think this year, because the featured players was such a new thing, I think they really wanted to make it an emphasis on the featured players. And they made them way too overpowered. Yeah. So it was kind of a thing that, like, within the first three or four weeks of Pez being out, and you're after spinning, the you know, the, the players of the week or the featured players every week, 
you were pretty much going to never have to upgrade the players that you got if you got no. any of the good guys. Because I remember yeah. Neymar was out in the first week, I think, or the second week. First, um, I think it was. It was yeah, the first. and like there was like, I think there was like about, there was so many good players out in the first couple of weeks that it was just like, if you got five or six of them, that was it, your squad was You're done. Set. You know what I mean? So yeah. that won't happen again. I don't think for Pez 2020, I don't think they'll make the featured players as OP I think they'll try and balance them with the legends and stuff um, if they're continuing to go that route so yeah yeah it is it is as you said it's kind of there's an argument to be had for everything it's like you know are we too spoiled now with the fact that there's loads of legends in PEZ that we can just turn on and spin for one or two like you know there's some amazing legends there that are kind of you don't even really think about it like I was playing the other day with my brother and he was like, Jesus, I never knew Paul Scholes was in this game. Like, oh, he looks, you know, he looks class-like. Let me, sh- let me have a look at his stats. You know, he didn't actually, yeah. he didn't actually know um, that Scholesy was in it. You know what I mean? You've got Gerrard, mm-hmm. you've got Hullet, you've got Maradona. Like, they've got some absolute beast legends in there. I just yeah, think yeah. that it's kind of a thing where, how do you, how do you promote the legends without diminishing the feature players? And how do you promote the feature players without diminishing the legends? And then balance and everything so that if you want to get an eighty overall player and like train him up to the max, that he's not going to be terrible coming up against the legends. Like that's kind of like PK this year. I think PK is the best defender in the game this year, apart from featured uh, featured Van Dyke. And it's mm-hmm. like PK is definitely like buffed up to the last, pumped to the nines. But Van Dyke and Koulibaly are probably the two that will get in every single squad because yeah. they're the featured versions and it's kind of like okay well if I don't have those I'm going to struggle because everyone else is going to have them yeah yeah and I, I think that's that's that in it, that in itself I suppose is is a is is an issue in itself is it, you know it's the it's the ease and accessibility of them like I I would much rather if it if it if it meant having microtransactions go away, I would much rather have it where they turn around and go, tell you what, you got to win four games, you know, you got to win something like stupid, like you got to win like four games on Legend to unlock a featured player spin. Mm. Like, that That for me is like, okay, do you know what? Because then when I see people who have got featured players on my club, I'll be like, well, Jesus, they earned them. Yeah. You know, if I, if I see three, if I see three, the three, Three players that are featured, I'll have to go. Bloody hell, they won twelve games on Legend. Yeah. Oh God, actually, that's that, that's actually worth its while and fair play to the guy because he's out there. You know, it could even be you know, something uh, as simple. And I suppose we can leave this. This will just be our nice point that we can come back to in episode three. But it could be something as easy as having some sort of a claim system that when you start the game, that just say that you spin a load of balls or whatever, that you can actually play the players that you have so say I think I've spoken about this before or I've, I've spoken about it with you in a different chat or whatever where we've kind of talked about how to how to improve you know the the growth of a club rather than just buying your way to the top with all the good players if they had a system in place where Cristiano Ronaldo was a level 5 player or a level 5 acclaimed player and I spin him that kind of something similar to like how Pokemon uses with the gym trainers that mm-hmm. even if you have an absolutely like su- super powerful Pokemon, you can't actually play him in your squad because he's just not going to fit in with the with the team spirit or the team level because mm-hmm. you obviously have only played one game. 
So like that you yeah. you might be able to fit Ronaldo in your squad, but the rest of your players are going to have to be like level 60. So it's kind of like, okay, well, if I win five games, my acclaim is going to go up 100 points. So I'm going to be able to fit in Ronaldo and I'm going to be able to put in a nice CV. I'm going to be able to put in a goalkeeper and you can mm-hmm. kind of slowly build up your squad without it ever feeling that you're being punished for buying kinds because that's what, you know, obviously Konami want to make money. They're a business. But at the yeah. same time that there's a bit of a growth spurt or a, a natural growth there where you can, yeah, you can buy the players and you can you can super, you know, you can super speed up you buying players and buying kinds and buying, you know, farming GP and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, if somebody wants to come along and play a couple of games after work or a couple of games before they go to bed or whatever and just kind of nice and easy and build a squad that you don't feel like you're going to have to constantly be coming up against somebody that has Ronaldo, you know, Aubameyang, that people that want to buy a load of coins. So there is solutions there. It's just about kind of streamlining what I suppose the community want and what Konami actually can offer. So that could be an option where obviously that's not that thought out, but you could go a little deeper with that then as well. But they had something like that in one of the older PES games. I think it was PES 2008. Mm-hmm. There was a mode in it. And I remember playing it on the Wii. And you could only get certain players no matter your level. So it didn't matter if you had the player in your squad. You actually couldn't play him because he wasn't... Say he was a level 4 player and your squad was ranked as a level 3 squad. You couldn't actually play him. He'd just be greyed out. So even though you had him in your squad. So... Would that work nowadays with online and people get Ronaldo and they can't fucking play him? I don't know, but it is something that they could investigate, I suppose, and try and figure out a way to to do it. I don't yeah, know. I think I think there's many many different ways to kind of to to solve uh, the the kind of the perceived issue. Um, obviously, we can we can obviously roll into that in in episode three. Yeah, definitely. Okay, man. Well. Uh, I appreciate the chat, but I feel like that's kind of been yeah, rather cathartic and, and quite therapeutic, I think. I think that's been quite good. It's like a therapy session every Thursday for the two of us. Yeah. Venting yeah, at it. each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll, I suppose I'll, I'll see us out. Uh, guys, thank you for, thanks very much for, uh, for listening. Uh, I've been the Wizardron, he's been the Midnight Kid, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you, lads. Good luck. See ya.